It's the Americhips with Kim Monson. Now, while this is all going on, I went through President Trump's speech and uh, Chuck and Nancy's rebuttal. The most important story. The American people finally said enough, and that is why they elected Donald Trump. The latest in politics and world affairs. It's almost unbelievable that Trump has extricated the U.S. from the Iran nuclear deal. And opinions and ideas that prepare you to tackle the day ahead. Because ideas matter. It's the Americhicks. Dissecting issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's do have a conversation. Welcome to the Americhicks with Kim Munson, where we are dissecting issues, news, politics, and opinion. As right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's definitely have a conversation. Be sure and check out my website, americhicks.com. I've invested in a new website, and it is beautiful, and we are really keeping things up to date. And so be sure and check that out. Uh, I am uh, the Americhicks at Facebook and Twitter as well. Would greatly appreciate it if you would uh, like and follow me. And I offer a conservatarian perspective uh, and wanted to mention this very exciting event. I'm partnering with uh, Dr. Tom Cranwitter and his whole team over there at Speakeasy Ideas and uh, Jen Hewlin at Water's Edge Winery for Vino and Veritas, Wine and Truth. What more could you want on that? We are meeting the fourth Monday of each month. We started in January. And our presenting sponsor in January was Harmony Ridge Construction, Rafe Patton and and the guys over there. If you have a project that you want to do to improve your home, improve uh, your lifestyle, be sure and reach out to Harmony Ridge Construction. And uh, then we did just meet earlier this uh, week for our February meeting and Susan Kochevar. Uh, with the historic 88 Drive-In Theater was our sponsor on that. But we're going through the Federalist Papers throughout um, 2019. And I am convinced it is so important that we need to engage in this battle of ideas that is raging in America today. And we need to understand why we believe what we believe. And uh, so this uh, study of the Federalist Papers is really terrific to understand just the foundational uh, premises of our country. And uh, the great news is it is sold out. Uh, But uh, I know that uh, Tom and Bethany are working on starting another one. So email me at Kim at Americhick if you are interested we'll get you on the wait list and i think that one's going to open in march and you know what it is march so it's going to open this month and our sponsor for the vino and veritas at uh, gins over at uh, in centennial at water's edge winery the march sponsor is heidi ganahl with the free to be coalition promoting free speech and diversity of thought on our universities what a great idea so uh, very important, uh, and be sure and get on that wait list, Kim, at com. So, today's funnies. Before you do that, I have a question. Okay, S- Producer Steve, what? Where did February go? <laughs> uh, it, it, was a, it was just a moment ago. It was a flash. It seems like maybe a week that we just came back from Christmas break. Uh, I tell you, I think there's so much, much there's so much happening every day that they just uh, the days just fly by. But, uh, Steve... Did you hear about the Nobel Peace Prize won by Al Gore? Yeah. Yeah, in a stunning reversal, the Supreme Court awarded it to George Bush. The drummer's back. Yeah, well, no, it, it, it's not the old drummer. It's a new one. <laughs> so you fired the old drummer? And- no, no, I, I didn't fire him. He kind of left because of the the quality of the jokes. Oh. He said, I'm out of here, so. Ouch. That that really hurts. That watch, hurts watch me. Watch yourself. Okay, I'll, I'll be more careful. Uh, our little inspirational moment, uh, or uh, quote right now, is Henry Ford. 
Failure is simply the opportunity to begin again, but this time more intelligently. And uh, so think about that. You know, get out there and try, and we will fail, but you get to start over. And, and the show today is, is an important one. We're going to go through a few headlines here. And then Greg Morrissey, who is a fellow Liberty Toastmaster, is going to join us in the second segment. He has been sending me some very inspirational uh, videos. And the one that he just recently sent me, there's been 35 million uh, um, watching or views of it. And uh, I, I find great hope in that, that there's 35 million people out there that are looking for some inspiration. So we'll talk with Greg Morrissey, fellow Liberty Toastmasters, in the second segment. Third and fourth segment is a very, very important segment. Roberta Sutton is in studio with me, and she has written a book, What You Don't Know That Your Kids Don't Know. And Roberta was a teacher. She's a mom. And uh, I think it's a really, really important perspective, uh, which segues right into our headlines. Uh, I know many of you have been watching this um, hypersexualization of our children bill, HB 191032, and uh, it passed out a committee yesterday, I'm sorry to say, on a party line vote. Uh, I know many people thought that perhaps uh, Senator Fields uh, might possibly vote against it, but she was, uh, I think, getting tremendous pressure from special interests, and she and indeed did vote for that. So that is out of committee, and uh, it'll probably be heading to the, the floor here soon. So we, we need to keep our pressure on our, um, our legislators on this particular bill. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we can ha- peel some Democrats off that will vote against this. And then we also need to, I think, be putting some real pressure on Senator Don Corum who is the Republican senator out of the the Montrose area, who's one of the sponsors on this bill. Uh, And, uh, you know, really, we need to let our kids be kids. This is the hypersexualization of our kids. And the other thing is, is it's a real freedom versus force uh, issue. Will families have the freedom to be able to teach their children about their sexual health and their values? I mean, those things are very, very connected. Or are we going to have a mandated... A curriculum that is being pushed down by the Colorado government. And in essence, the other thing that's really scary, I've read the whole bill, is that there's a million dollars that's been appropriated uh, to push this curriculum forward. And, you know, I mean, I was driving up Monaco, Steve, yesterday, South Monaco, and I, and I have a big car. But I almost disappeared into some of the potholes that uh, were on South Monaco. Think, you know, a million dollars could go a long way to working on those potholes. We're not alone. I was talking to a friend in Pennsylvania yesterday, and, you know, they have potholes that cars literally disappear into. So we're not alone. I'm not defending, you know, that the fact that we can't do something about it. But just... but that's one of the things that I think people think that government should do is make sure that they keep the, uh, the roads in condition so that, you know, I, it's a lot of wear and tear on your car as you're trying to, you know, avoid potholes, go through potholes. That's a responsibility the government needs to be doing, I, I believe. The state of Colorado and these cities need to be doing. But the other thing, my friends, that's really concerning about this HB 191032 is they can take money from private uh, nonprofits. They can take money 
from from individuals to push for this curriculum. And uh, I bear in mind that these special interests that are putting such pressure to get this thing through, they're now going to fund that. And you know what? What's at stake is our children. And I think that after you hear what Roberta Sutton has to say in the third and fourth segment, it's probably going to stop you in your tracks. So uh, be sure and, and stay tuned for that. Uh, another thing is I, I'm really dismayed that the GDP growth was 2.6%. Uh, that was lower than we had hoped. Uh, I, we were looking at about 3%. You know, it was over 3% before the Democrats took over the House of Representatives. And uh, they're doing everything they can to try to get this economy slowed down because if, in fact, the Trump tax cuts, the Trump economy gets to take gets real legs to it, then everyday hardworking American people are going to be thriving, prospering, and it will be raising up the economic well-being of so many people. Uh, you would think that everyone in America would be celebrating the fact that black unemployment is at the lowest level ever. His, uh, Hispanic unemployment is at the lowest level ever, as well as women's unemployment at the lowest level ever. But this this group now that has taken over the Democrat Party, the radical progressive activists, they don't really care about, I think, everyday hardworking Americans. They care about power. And so, Steve, I'm going to ask you what's what's on your radar? What is on your mind this morning? Three letters. A-O-C. And that's not Amy Oliver Cook, no. the great AOC right here from Colorado with the Independence Institute. I feel bad for her because she called in the other day. I was talking to her and said, you know, you're another AOC, and I really don't want anybody to get confused. <laughs> so what about the AOC that's in Washington, D.C. right now? Okay. Uh, apparently there, there was a vote on Wednesday, and 24 moderate de- Democrats voted with the Republicans. And this little girl is out there basically threatening him that she's going to keep a score. She's going to keep a tally of the way they vote. And uh, this just drives me crazy. What about their constituents? Did it ever cross your mind, young lady, that these people are voting, uh, maybe be doing government the way it's supposed to be done? Well, you know, she won that election because I think that the previous congressman, he'd been there for a long time. I think he'd, he probably had gotten a little lazy, if you will. And uh, there was a very low turnout and she, she got people out. And I, I really think that there's somebody that's pulling the strings with her. You know, with some of the comments that she has made, I really don't think that she can be coming up with this. And somebody is, I think, backing her. Somebody is giving her these talking points. And somebody is is basically sending a message to these 24 Democrats uh, that you better be careful. And so this is very serious. Uh, and uh, I really do think that we are in the third founding of America. We are in the fight of our lives for the American idea been talking to some people about the Michael Cohen testimony, and I am convinced that they have been, in a way, torturing him psychologically or threatening his family or something because he put out the narrative that they want to now talk about with President Trump, and that is that, that President Trump is a racist, a con man, and a cheat. Uh, you know, those are things that, that you can't really prove. Those are just accusations. But when they asked him about specific things, did Trump do certain things? He said no. And so this is a narrative, and I think they've really been putting a bunch of pressure on him to try to uh, get that narrative out there. And so the, so that busy person that's just maybe watching CNN or just watching the, the little uh, sound bites that are coming across the, 
the, their phone or their computer. That's what they're hearing. And so we need to certainly push back on that. That's why these conversations that we are having are so important. But we're going to go to break. And before we do, uh, as many of you know, this is truly a very entrepreneurial show. I buy all of my airtime. Very grateful to work with Crawford and, and of course, a great producer, Steve. Um, but that means that I, when I buy my time, I also have these very valued partners. And one of my partners is Hooters Restaurants. And my story with Hooters Restaurants is a story of liberty, free markets, and a conservatarian perspective. It stems from when I served as a city councilwoman in Lone Tree. And so if you're interested in learning more about the story, just email me at kimandamerichicks.com. But I love sports, individuals working hard to be the best they can be to compete, to win, or lose. And Hooters Restaurants is my sports headquarters. Uh, baseball is right around the corner, and it's March, so March Madness is going to be starting sh- as well. And as a KU basketball fan, I love March Madness, Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Hooters is the place to watch the games. They have specials starting at $10 for a draft and 10 boneless wings. And did you know that Hooters wings can fly? You can have them delivered right to your doorstep. When the girls come over on Wednesday nights, I order them and they disappear. I get the smoked wings. They're delicious and only half the calories. So order your Hooters wings to go or have them delivered right to your front door. For more information, visit HootersColorado.com. That's HootersColorado.com and let them know that you know the AmeriChicks. We will be right back with a little inspiration for your Friday morning. All AmeriChick sponsors are an exclusive partnership with the AmeriChicks and are not affiliated or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson and grow your business, contact Kim at AmeriChicks.com. That's AmeriChicks.com. Work with mortgage professionals who will give you quick and accurate financial advice. Home Mortgage Alliance has the knowledge and expertise to explore the many financial options available to you. The mortgage process can be stressful, and as interest rates rise, it's more important than ever to get pre-qualified now so you're ready to buy. Call Kim Sturtz and Mark Cook with Home Mortgage Alliance to make sure that you're making the right financial choice for you and your family. 303-888-2732. Kim and Mark will remain available to you 24-7 to help you through the process. Choose the only mortgage professionals recommended by the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson. Call Kim and Mark with Home Mortgage Alliance today, 303-888-2732. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine has 30 years of experience with REMAX Alliance. Karen Levine believes in home ownership. As a Colorado representative to the National Board of Realtors, Karen Levine works to protect private property rights. Since losing her mother to breast cancer, Karen Levine has helped organize a local fundraising event called Karen's for the Cure, raising money for breast cancer research. Karen Levine comes highly recommended by the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson. Choose Karen Levine to buy or sell your home because she understands that it's more than just a house. Call award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance today at 303-877-7516. Hey, welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson, where we dissect the issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. Be sure and check out my beautiful new website, AmeriChicks.com. Sign up for my emails. I'll keep you apprised of all the upcoming guest topics and important events. I am the AmeriChicks on Facebook and Twitter as well, offering you a conservatarian perspective. Uh, great show planned for you. This this particular segment, we will be talking with fellow Toastmaster Greg Morrissey, and then the third and fourth segment, Roberta Sutton, who is a former teacher, she's a mother. She has written a very important book 
what you don't know that your kids don't know. And uh, with the state of the education system in America today, uh, this is going to be a very important conversation for, for everyone out there. But uh, one other thing, uh, during this last break, a couple of the spots that ran, first of all, was Kim Sturtz and Mark Cook with Home Mortgage Alliance. And I saw Kim the other night, and she said, I don't think that a lot of people know that interest rates have come down a half percentage point uh, regarding mortgages. So if you are thinking about buying or if you're thinking about refinancing, that is very good news. So be sure and reach out to Kim Sturtz and Mark Cook over at Home Mortgage Alliance, and they can certainly help you out with that. And then let me... Oh, ask yeah. a question real quick. Okay. This is like the second or third time I've heard a reference to, well, you may not have heard that mortgage rates are coming down. Why is that? Uh, well, I wonder. But you know what? Another thing that's really interesting that you mentioned that is when the GDP growth was over 3%, I would Google it, and I could not find anything about out about it. But I Googled today, you know, just yesterday the GDP numbers came out, and they were lower than what was expected it's everywhere. You can find it everywhere. Not a coincidence in not, my mind. No not way. that is your point, isn't it, Producer Steve? My point exactly. Okay. And uh, and then Karen Levine, uh, she is a award-winning realtor with the Remax Alliance. These two, uh, or, uh, Kim, Kim Sturtz and Mark Cook and Karen Levine, have been longtime partners. I know them well. I've known Karen for over 30 years. So if you're looking to buy or sell your home, you can rest assured uh, you know, that she is fantastic. And I'll tell you, it makes your life a lot simpler when you work with really, really good people. So I highly recommend Kim Sturtz and Mark Cook at Home Mortgage Alliance and Karen Levine at REMAX Alliance as well. So I want to jump in here with Greg Morrissey. Uh, Greg Morrissey is a fellow Toastmaster. And Greg, uh, you've, we've had several different conversations, and it's great to have you on the line again. Thank you very much. I love being here. And uh, you immigrated to America. You are an American by choice, right? Correct. And uh, where where did you grow up? I grew up in Australia, up on the uh, northeast coast of Australia, and I've been in America since 1983. I've now had my U.S. passport for 12 years. And you have a real heart for the American idea. Uh, you know, we've talked about a, a, a number of things about, you know, why you like America so much. But another thing that you have done, and I think it's just great, is you have sent me some of the videos that inspire you. And this last one that you sent to me was astonishing. I watched it, and it had had over 35 million views. And that gives me great hope that people are looking for something inspirational. And I thought, you know, let's do a segment on, on these videos that are so important to you. So let's start with number one, the first video that you sent to me. Do you remember which one that was? I think that was the... Uh, Admiral William uh, McRaven regarding Make Your Bed? McRaven, yeah. He, well, I'm an, I'm an ex-military. I was in the Australian Navy for uh, 12 years. And so what he said in that video, um, I could relate to very much. And what he talked about, um, the challenges that the military face, especially our special services face, and you see the training that he went through, and then they made it. And to me, it's an, it's an incredible video. It's, for, it's not just for men, it's for both men and women. When you watch the video, you come out motivated because he says the first thing you do in the morning, start your first day out by making your bed. Well, and you know what? It's so interesting because that's what I taught my kids. Now, they didn't always do it, Greg, but that is what I... I didn't either. (laughs) (laughs) But if you do that small task, 
it starts your day, uh, and when you get home at the end of the day, as, as McRaven said, you will have had, depending on however your day went, you will have had a bed that is made. And it's just yeah. a small task. But I think it's also something about, I think deep down, humans crave order. Uh, you know, certainly uh, we serve a, a God, a creator, uh, a God of order. And so just that small thing is how you start your day. And so it is a fabulous video. And uh, I think I'll talk to Zach, my web guy, and maybe I can somehow figure out we can get that on the website. But that is Admiral William McRaven, Make Your Bed. You can certainly Google it. And it is an awesome, awesome video. So the next one, I think, was the Denzel Washington one, right? Well, the Denzel Washington, I, what I love about that, Denzel Washington is a very famous person. He's won academies. He's been very successful. But when he spoke about that, I think it's what America, all the people in America need to do is put God first. Right. And, and what... the, thing I love about that, the thing I love about that video, he talks about his own struggles and the, the mistakes he made. But he kept his faith, and now he's one of God's representatives. He, he does a tremendous job. Yeah, and one of the things that he said in the video is is to put your 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 um, slippers far enough under the bed that you have to get down on your knees to get them, and then that'll be a reminder to uh, to say your prayers. I, I thought that was just really inspirational as well, and uh, we need more of that. But let's go to the third video. Uh, this one also was amazing, and this is the one that there were over thirty five million views on that. Greg Morrissey, and I just kind of sat there for a moment. And I thought thirty five million people. You know, this can change the world. And, and it, we hear so much division. And, you know, with what's going on with, like, the Democrat Party, which I believe has been taken over by radical activists, progressive activists, this is no longer the Democrat Party of JFK. This is so, so far over there. And they become the party of, of death and destruction and division and victimization. And, um, and, and, I don't think people are totally buying that. There's a big swath of, of people out there that are looking for inspiration and innovation in the American idea. And I felt that that video really offered that. Well, that video is based on a true story, which is made from a movie, Unbroken. And it's what that gentleman went through and how he survived in World War II and through the Japanese uh, prisoner camps. When you, watch the, when you watch that DVD and you see it, it's a tremendous DVD, it, it, it shows men and women going through those struggles and how to survive. And sometimes those struggles can be pretty tough, but you've got to survive. But when you go to see the movie Unbroken, you'll see where that video came from. And the movie Unbroken and the man who went through it, that is just incredible. Well, and, and uh, just very quickly, Greg Morrissey, Zach, who's uh, handling all of this on the website for me, said he's getting the links now, and they'll be in the show recap shortly. So be sure and check out my website, americhicks.com, just a little bit later. Um, Greg, I think that we are at a very critical time in America now. And I think, you know, Kamala Harris asked the question, who are we? And I, I agree with her. We have to ask, who are we? Are we? the people of death and destruction and division and victimization, which that is the narrative that is being pushed through many uh, of the mainstream media, as well as you see that in movies, or are we Americans? Are we Americans that create and innovate and, and are generous and we are hard workers? I think that that is the question on the table and the veil is off. We now know what the fight is, is, you know, uh, regarding abortion, 
you know, I think that there was the narrative from Planned Parenthood that, you know, this was a small number of of babies that that were being aborted and that maybe something was wrong with them and you know it's just some tissue and now with what you see with uh, governor north notham i guess it is and in virginia talking about actually aborting a baby killing a baby after it's born and then in new york andrew como smiling as he as he's signing that late term abortion bill i i'm talking to a lot of people that kind of thought they were pro-choice and at this point, they're going, wait a minute, that's not who we are. And so the veil is off. And I think that we're really seeing what's, what the fight is here in, in America. And so we have to know why we believe what we believe. We have to have uh, inspiration to go out and we have to engage in conversations with our friends, our family and our neighbors. So, Greg Morrissey, final thought. Final thought, uh, just what you brought up about abortion. America should become America, men. All the men and women stop the abortions. People in America shut down Planned Parenthood, become real people again. Don't let the vast majority of the stuff on the press and the media control you. Take abortion, stop it. Become a real man and a real woman and shut down Planned Parenthood. Well, and I, I, I about fell off my chair a week or so ago that the Trump administration said uh, regarding title, I think it's title 10 funding is where uh, Planned Parenthood gets a lot of the federal dollars because it's for um, purportedly for women's health. Uh, and But then I think that their abortion business is over kind of in a different, you know, a different bucket, if you will. And the Correct. Trump administration came out and said any provider of women's health uh, products that uh, either does abortion or refers abortion is no longer going to get federal money. And I've always said the first thing to do is to shut down the money and the Trump administration is doing that. And so it's no wonder that they have Michael Cohen out there trying to put out this narrative that Trump is a a, a liar, a cheat and a con man because he has taken the money away from the, the funding of all of this kind of stuff. And they are mad. And so we as Americans need to make sure we understand what these issues are. We need to talk with people in calm, reasonable Voices. Greg Morrissey, thank you so much. And oh, one other thing, uh, you're in Liberty Toastmasters North, and I'm in Liberty Toastmasters Central, and Liberty Central in Denver is going to meet tomorrow, 10 o'clock, at the Independence Institute. I'm going to be there. And as we talk about knowing why we believe what we believe and being able to engage in conversations, Liberty Toastmasters is a great place to improve your commu- com- I can't even say it. communication skills. Communication. There skills. you go. Thank you. And uh, uh, and uh, so we'd love to have you join us tomorrow as a guest. And so that's 10 o'clock tomorrow at the Independence Institute. We meet the first and third Saturdays, and then Liberty North meets the second and fourth Saturdays. And where do you guys meet, Greg? Uh, we meet at the uh, Boulder County Republican headquarters there in uh, Longmont. Okay, great. Well, uh, we will talk to you again soon, and keep those cards and letters coming regarding inspiration. I greatly appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you very much for the opportunity. You betcha. everyone in America, put God first. Okay, that's for sure. Thank you so much, uh, Greg Morrissey. And let's jump over. Jason McBride, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing good. I'm I'm a little depressed with all of this uh, giant, jaw-dropping news coming out of... uh, uh, Michael Cohen, though. <laughs> How so? Well, I mean, when they asked him, and he said, I've got suspicions. You know, I don't have direct evidence that he colluded, but I've got suspicions. Uh, duh, uh, I heard him talking and said a couple nice 
dings about <laughs> Vladimir Putin on TV. <laughs> wow, that's never been heard before. That was that was that was jaw dropping. That was a blockbuster. Well, you know, Jason, I really think that they wanted to get a narrative out there. I I really think that they're putting the big hurt on on Michael Cohen uh, as well as. Uh, uh, let's see, Roger Stone and um, Manafort. You know, they right. have put Manafort in solitary confinement. And, and Manaf- he still hasn't flipped, has he? Not yet. And Manafort, I was doing some research, and Manafort was business partners with the guy, his last name is Davis. And this Davis guy was one of the pallbearers at, uh, for John McCain. And then in addition, if you look at the, the pallbearers for John McCain, uh, there's some real radical Democrats that were his pallbearers. And I'm thinking, this is just really interesting how all this is connected. But that's Yeah, not what- well, that might have just been optics, too, because, you know, they loved him for a couple of days. Well, that's true. That's true. You so- never know. You never know. But, uh, hey, don't be too uh, depressed by the GDP growth. Actually, okay. um, the news is probably trying to spin it as ugly, but... Uh, it actually came in higher than the economists expected for this quarter. Well, I, I you know, we were we were looking at three percent, and I really think that now that the Democrats are in charge of the House, you know, they're going to do everything they can to try to get this economy cooled. And an economy that that is growing is good for everybody. And once again, Jason, I think the the veil is coming off on what the agenda is. It's not that they're working for the American people. They want the American people to work for them. Well, I think that's that's very true. And uh, they'd like to put us into a huge recession uh, right up until Election Day in November of 2020. Uh, you know, and if the whole country has to suffer just for them to get Trump out, that would be fine with them. But, you know, the the estimate for this quarter, I think, was uh, 2.3% from The Economist, and okay. we ended up doing 26 uh, You know, they said about a tenth of a percent came off because of the government shutdown. So, okay. uh, you know, it, it's going to be a little bumpy quarter to quarter. So, But for the whole year, we still came out at 3.1. Now, I know that's not four, but, boy, if you could have a steady uh, three to three and a half, uh, even three without these big dips down into the ones, that that would still be very healthy. That's well, hard to do to keep it going at three very consistently. Well, and you know, one other point on that, and President Obama, I think that typically it was at about a 1.8% GDP growth, and he said that that was the new norm. And then Trump comes in, they lower taxes, they lower rules and regulations, and uh, the this economy just took off like a rocket. And so bear, bear in mind on that. And when people are talking with uh, friends and family, you need to make sure that you understand that the reason that our economy was just so lackluster under Obama was because of higher taxes, more rules and regulations. And all of these Democrat candidates, that's what they say that they want. So do we want economic well-being for everybody, or do we want to just limp along and just uh, be mediocre, if not worse? That's the real question on the table, Jason. Well, that's true. And for those that want to say, well, Trump didn't do this, uh, Obama's stuff just started kicking in, I I say, really, it's a coincidence. It's all just a coincidence that the stock market exploded higher 
starting the day after the election, and that huge uptrend started the day after Trump got elected. That's not a coincidence. Uh, the market is a good leading in- indicator. It knew what was coming. Mm-hmm. That is for sure. Uh, so Jason McBride over at uh, Presidential Wealth Management, if, if you'd like to reach out to him, we ha- I have my landing page with him. It is chickspresidential.com. That's chickspresidential.com. And the phone number uh, is 303-694-1600. So, Jason, have a great weekend. We will talk to you on Monday. Sounds great. Have a good show, Kim. Okay, we'll be right back. You want to succeed, so you need to dress for the job, event, or relationship that you seek. For over 30 years, entrepreneur, stylist, and Americhick Kim Munson has been helping women look their very best with well-priced, made-to-measure clothes that fit a busy lady's lifestyle. Gals, if you want to up your game and freshen your look, email Kim at Americhicks.com for your initial style consult. Kim at Americhicks.com. Hey, welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson dissecting the issues, news, politics, and opinion as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. Be sure and check out my website, AmeriChicks.com. I'll keep you apprised of all the upcoming guests and topics and important events. I am the AmeriChicks on Facebook and Twitter as well. Would greatly appreciate it if you would like and follow me. And offering you a conservatarian perspective. I have in studio with me right now, Roberta Sutton. Roberta, welcome. Thanks for having me. It's great to great to have you here. And you have written a book. Uh, you're a former teacher. Yes, I taught. I began teaching in 1965, and I no. taught in the 60s and the 70s. Impossible. You don't look like you could have started to teach <laughs> school. Did. Okay, but uh, you grew up in Oklahoma City. Yep. And uh, it looks like you're a pretty smart cookie. You were what second in your class, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we, we didn't actually have. Um, that designation, you know, the the salutatorian designation, uh-huh. but I was the second in grade point. Okay. I was third in my class, oh. and actually, I got a B in phys ed because I was awful at um, when they did the gymnastics, and so I got a B, so I was That's third. That's what in. did it. That's <laughs> what did it, yeah. yeah. But let's jump in here. I I am the product of a, a really great classical public education. I was too. And uh, I, I got out of school with the tools that I needed. I got out of high school with the tools that I needed to be able to thrive and prosper. I only have one year of college, but I continue to learn. I read all the time, uh, you know, critical thinking. I learned that, but I, I had the skills. I could you know, write sentences generally. I, generally, I can speak. Today, I've had a little trouble getting the words <laughs> out, but generally, I can speak, uh, can write, uh, very good in math, uh, bookkeeping. I learned all book, the bookkeeping skills, hard work. I learned that I had all those things that those allowed all me the important things. Yeah, to be so reading, writing and mm-hmm. doing arithmetic. And uh, this book, I think that many parents assume that that is the the education that their kids are getting. And that's not it anymore, is it? That's the reason I decided to go ahead and write this, because I think a lot of parents don't know what's occupying the day of their children. Okay, so let, where do you want to start on this then? Uh, the book is a pretty easy read. So your direct experiences. Let's start with that. Okay. Um, I'll just give you an example of what I considered an, a um, content-free assignment. 
a content-free this is, assignment. This is what I worried about most that I was seeing, is that there wasn't any content being taught. Not much. Anyway, so this was seventh grade history class, social studies. Okay. Um, their assignment for the week was to make up a country. And they had to make a name for it. They had to make a langu- a um, alphabet for it, a language, the, the way they dressed and all of that. They had to draw the outline of it on a sheet of paper and make the political divisions like, like um, states, or if they had states, or counties. And on another sheet of paper, the physical properties like mountains and rivers and um, um, lakes. Okay. And now, they had to color it with colored pencils. Now, this and, is seventh grade social studies. Yes. And, now, and they had to staple them together and turn it in on Friday, which is the day I was there. Okay. So were you substitute teaching? I was substitute teaching. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. I just went back to substitute teaching in 2015 to, um, I thought it would be something fun to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, so th- do you know how much there is to know about the world? How many real countries there are to learn about? How many of us can name the countries in Europe? How many can name the countries in South America, or let alone Africa, hmm. um, and, and the mountain ranges, and the peaks, and the rivers, the great rivers of the world? This was full of imagining. That Crazy. is astonishing. Okay, how, how long did you teach? I taught. Um, I I taught. About eight years at the beginning. Okay. And then I stopped to have children. And in the meantime, I had two more um, professions. Okay. And then I decided it would be fun to go back and do some some substitute teaching. So you started your career in teaching, yeah. and you you assumed probably that substitute teaching was going you were going to be doing kind of the same thing. It's not at all then. Well, it, it's so different, and I was so shocked. In fact, when I would come home at the beginning. And my husband would be standing in the kitchen. He would say, well, how was your day? <laughs> and I would begin telling him what we'd been doing. And his eyes would get bigger and bigger. And and uh, we had a friend, a neighbor, who was usually at our house at that time. And later, uh, about three months later, he said, Roberta has to write a book. And the name of the book should be What You Don't Know That Your Kids Don't Know. So, you know, we are doing a real disservice to our kids. I I remember I'm thinking about geography class. You know, we would have we would make maps. I remember tracing like a country mm-hmm. and then uh, or a like real Europe, country. a real country, learning about real people, mm-hmm. real topography. And we would color those with colored pencils mm-hmm. and or the states. Uh-huh. I remember doing that regarding all the states of, of America. That's what we need to learn. It, it, that's what I'm worried about is we believe that most of us believe that there is an essential body of knowledge that needs to be passed along, and school is one of the main avenues to do that passing along. And that's what I'm worried about. It's not happening. Oh, my gosh, Roberta. Do you have any other experiences? Yes. Um, This was seventh grade English. Okay. Because I signed up to teach English and history and Math and science. Okay. Because <clears throat> I was a science major in 
in undergraduate. Right, phys- <clears throat> right you uh, I was a physics. Phys- yeah. So you're pretty uh, smart. Well, I don't <laughs> know. But anyway, um, this was English. And um, their, their work for the day was a sheet. Well, they had some free reading at the beginning. And it's totally free reading. It's not reading at the direction of the teacher. So it's not classics or no. anything? Oh, no, there's someone reading comic books. Really? Um, and so, anyway, after, you know, 10 minutes of free reading, and then <clears throat> the, the sheet that she had for us, to, for me to pass out, was a sheet that showed a, a pop can that was dented a little bit. Okay. And at the top it said, you are a pop can. You have been popped and drunk and squished and thrown away. You are now lying on the sofa of your therapist, and you're going to tell your therapist how it feels to be popped and drunk and squished and thrown away. My gosh. Instead of the Shakespeare and all the classics that could be... I don't think they even had heard the words conjugate a verb. I don't know that they knew what verbs were. I don't think they knew what a preposition was. Or um, the three principal parts of, of verbs. You know, Roberta Sutton, there are those that say that kids don't need to learn a lot of these things because we have all of the, the, these electronics. But uh, electronics are supposed to be a tool. If the ele- electricity goes out, I'm concerned that our kids won't know what to do. Uh, you know, I, another one of my projects is the World War II project. And uh, those guys, navigators, they didn't have GPS when they got on a bomber to have to go over and try to take out, you know, one of the uh, ammo dumps or fuel, fuel uh, places in Germany. They had to figure out how to get there. Uh, and uh, they did that because they could do math and they could communicate with each other. And I'm very concerned our kids are not getting that. It's, it's frightening to me. I, I worry about my country. Yeah. Um, the kids are encouraged not to memorize now. Really? Mm-hmm. So they're, they, many of them do not have their multiplication tables memorized. Uh, they don't learn, learn the famous speeches, uh, poetry, the preamble to the Constitution, or to the um, Declaration of Independence, yeah. or the Constitution, I mean. Mm-hmm. Or the Declaration of mm-hmm. Independence. Mm-hmm. Did you know that there's a test called the PISA test? P-I-S-A. Okay. It stands for Program for International Student Assessment, P-I-S-A. Okay. Uh, it, 71 countries take it. It's given every three years to 15-year-olds. Okay. And the last time it was given was in 18, but the last time they have the data for it is 15. In 2015, okay. <clears throat> and... Um, the there are thirty seventy one countries take it, okay. but there are thirty five countries that sponsor it, that pay for it, that administer it. The the developed countries, and we're one of them. Okay. Out of the thirty five, we are we score thirtieth in math and nineteenth in science. So that's and, really unacceptable. Mm-hmm. And we also don't have any books in our schools anymore. I mean, there are some. But most of the lessons are given by handouts to the kids. And some teachers don't even believe in handouts. Uh, they, they do everything on their Chromebooks. And so they have to get a Chromebook and then get onto the website of the school and to the website of the teacher and for that day. 
And usually it's a problem set. And so there's no reading that goes along to explain the problems. They're teaching physics without a book, which shocks me. Because when I taught physics, I had to have a book. I might have to read the same paragraph five times to get it. Right, right. They were doing, uh, these kids were doing um, the section called mechanics, which has all of the... um, equations that need to be derived in front of them. They said they, the teacher had stood in front of them and taught them only two days so far, and I was there in December. Good grief. Oh, my gosh. We're going to go to break. I have a feeling we, we may have to have you back and go through each chapter of your book because we've only been talking about your first chapter, your, your direct experiences. Uh, when we come back, do you want to talk about experiences others have shared with you? Oh, sure. Would that be a good thing? Okay. And uh, I, th- I think what we'll do is, we'll, if you don't mind uh, driving over, let's rebook you to, to continue through this because this is really important that parents understand this. Oh, sure. Okay. I, th- I don't think parents do know because I've heard so many mothers especially say, I don't even try to keep up with what my kids are doing in school. They teach so differently today. Okay. Well, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're talking with Roberta Sutton uh, about her book, What You Don't Know That Your Kids Don't Know. And uh, it's important that every parent understand this. We'll be right back. Dan Predovich and his team at Predovich & Company help your business plan ahead financially. The AmeriChicks with Kim Munson highly recommends Predovich & Company as your financial business consultant. Predovich & Company will take care of your tax preparation, bookkeeping, and business advisory services. Dan Predovich and his team want to learn about the unique needs of your business through real, honest dialogue. Because of their advanced technological capabilities, Predovich & Company can help clients anywhere in the United States. Call 303-791-3000 to start preparing now for tax season. Organize your business finances with Predovich & Company. Call 303-791-3000 today. Hey, welcome back to the Americhicks with Kim Munson, where we're dissecting issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left, agree or disagree. Let's have a conversation. Having a conversation right now with former teacher, mom, uh, Roberta Sutton, who has written a book. Uh, she uh, had been a teacher. She taught for eight years, raised her kids, had some other careers, and then uh, got back into substitute teaching and would come home from uh, from doing that. Her husband would ask how things were going. A friend was over, and she started to relate these experiences. Her friend said, you need to write this book, What You Don't Know That Your Kids Don't Know. And this is really important for all you parents out there. So, Roberta, we've got one more segment right now. What are the points that you'd like to make in this particular segment? Well, I was there were some, some surprises. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was at a high school for history, and I went into the the teach they have work rooms now the the desk in the in the classroom is usually a derelict because their real desk is in a work room now, and now it's a what a work a, a derelict it it's just there it it's empty okay um anyway they have their real desk in this big room where there are many desks it's for, they have a work room for history the work room for english for math okay and so anyway i walked into this history workroom to eat my lunch and there was on the back wall huge posters two of them Karl Marx and Che Guevara and these <laughs> these guys policies they, they were tyrants 
And so this is, was in the workroom in a history, uh, uh, in a public school. Yeah, and Che Guevara is from Argentina. He figures in, um, in Cuba's mm-hmm. um, revolution. revolution. Right. right. In another school, um, in a classroom, not a workroom, there was a sign up on the wall that said, Sucks to be you. What? Hmm. Yeah. Did you know that the SAT has been recentered? The now the what the SAT the SAT. Oh, really? The okay. SAT started in 1941. Okay. And in 19 in April of 1995, they recentered it because the the grades were less. They were going they, down. They were going down, and so they by fiat just added a hundred points to everyone's grade, everyone's score. So that the center would be brought back up. Oh. And there for a while, many colleges would ask their, their um, people who were applying, was this before or after the change? <laughs> so It's anyway. not really funny, but it is funny. I know. <laughs> the other thing I really I have a whole chapter on is cell phones. Okay. And we, we have known for a long time the dangers of alcohol. Mm-hmm. And the dangers of drugs, mm-hmm. not not as long, but but now there we didn't we didn't see that there was a danger to a cell phone. How so? Um, there's a great book called Disconnected that I quote from quite a bit in my book. Um, the um, the the children are getting addicted, and. We didn't realize that the gaming platforms and the chat rooms and the Internet in general were written to be uh, addictive. Uh, They're actually made to be addictive by the people writing the programs for the big tech companies. The more screen time, the more revenue for the companies. And because young people's brains are still forming, um, there can be some neuron pathways that get overstimulated and some don't get used at all. And the brain does something called pruning. And once those pathways are gone, that may be permanent. Uh, there's, they're noticing that um, ADHD is showing up in high school students. Usually if there is a genuine ADHD student, mm-hmm. it shows up by third grade. Okay. But this is acquired ADHD. Kids are, are also outsourcing their brains to their cell phones. Mm-hmm. They, they don't want to do any memorizing or any learning of even important math equations that they, sh- they need to carry with them into adulthood because they can pull them up on their cell phone. Right. And I asked this, this one boy, um, and they also another thing I should mention is they, can't, they are very bad at dividing. Mm-hmm. And they learn division in fourth grade. Or they used to. <laughs> they, well, that's where they learn it. And, and um, in um, the way they're teaching it now, they don't teach the algorithm. Our, what we learned, uh, the way we learned it, is an algorithm, but we never heard that word. Uh-huh. But they teach two algorithms, two different ones. And um, in, the new, in the new math... Yeah. And the teachers are told that even good math students have trouble with this. And if it's close, count it right. 
we would have missed the moon. Wow. So, well, okay. So what, are, what, what do we do about this? Have you thought about what do we do about this, Roberta Sutton? I knew you were going to ask that. Well, you can always send your, your student to a private school. But if you can't uh, afford it, yeah. that's tough. You can homeschool. I think, I think we need to do more of that. Well, the homeschoolers, they're, they're only 3% of the country being homeschooled, mm-hmm. but they, they win the spelling bee and the geography bee in Washington pretty regularly, mm-hmm. the homeschoolers. A um, friend of mine homeschooled her boy from fifth grade on, and he walked right into Colorado School Mines, graduated first in his class in four years, and now he is a full professor at Baylor. Wow. In science. He, he's considered an expert in something called graphene. Okay. And he lectures all over the country in that. But anyway, I, I substitute taught just before Christmas. Okay. And um, these students, you know that they don't sit in rows anymore. Right. They sit in groups of four. They push four desks together, kind of like a pod. Mm-hmm. And so I was talking to these two boys. I was there for uh, pre-calculus and trig. And I just asked them, you know, just off the hand, I said, can you guys divide? Well, of course, we learned that in grade school. So I went over to my desk and made a real simple division problem, mm-hmm. like 23 into 965, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I put it in front of one of them, and I said, can you do that? And he drew back and he said, well, yes, given enough time. <laughs> and I said, that should only take you 30 seconds. He said, well, let's see you do it in 30 seconds. So I did. And then he said, why do we have to know that stuff anyway? Right. We, have, we have our calculators and we have our cell phones. And I said, what if we couldn't charge our cell phone? He said, that'll never happen. Wow. And I said, well, we have power outages. And and I said, besides, there is such a thing as an EMP, an electromagnetic pulse, pulse right. which could come from the sun, which it did in 1859, mm-hmm. and it knocked out the uh, telegraph, which is all they had. Um, I don't think well, I want an autonomous car then either, but that was, well, I, I, I digress. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, so anyway, um, the... Um, and I mentioned that if if we were to have an EMP for whatever reason, I said that it's been estimated that ninety percent of the people would die. And they said, "Oh, that would be good with the Earth is overpopulated now." Oh my gosh, Roberta Sutton! Oh my gosh, we are we're out of time, and uh, I think that we need to have continue to have this conversation because you've been. You've been in the trenches, you know, you've seen it there. And we have a responsibility. America, great people and great societies care about what they pass on to their children and how they treat their neighbors. And what we are passing on to our children, you've been in the public schools and uh, we need to, we, we've got to do something about this. And so let's continue to have this conversation about this. I think it's really, really important. So thank you. And so I'm, I'm inviting you back and uh, on the air, I'm, I'm saying, will you come back? Sure. Okay, then we're going to get you booked. You heard it here. So today, wish you a great day today. Helen Keller, 
you know, she was born, uh, she was blind, couldn't hear, and uh, just an amazing story. Again, something very inspirational. So make sure that you are teaching your kids the story. But she said, character cannot be developed in ease and quiet. Only through experience of trial and suffering can the soul be strengthened, ambition inspired, and success achieved. So today, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. This is Kim Munson with the AmeriChick signing off. God bless you, and God bless America.